Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to jump right into it. Hopefully, you guys are having a wonderful weekend. I know I am. And man, it was a great week passing as well. Um, but we're just going to jump right into the interesting things, the headlining things, and, uh, you know, why would I even come around if I wasn't going to talk about the recent release of Elden Ring. That's right. Elden Ring has finally uh, hit the masses and man, people are going nuts for it. It's it's actually really cool to see uh, so many people um, getting their hands on or even just being interested uh, in Elden Ring. Um, for me personally, um, I am going to play it, but, you know, I, I've, I, I think because I'm older and and have grown through the experience of owning games um all my life you know like i kind of have a paced approach to about paced approach about it um and to be quite honest it's just one of those things where i just feel like look i'll, I'll be able to play it later like you know the hype is real and you know maybe 10 years ago you used to always you know jump on the hype train along with everybody and just you know be a part of the mass but that's not really idealistic for me anymore. It's not a part of who I am, who I've become, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Um, I'm, I'm, I enjoy that people are, are, um, are happy with it. It's getting really good reviews. Um, yeah. And for the most part, I mean, I, I guess it, I guess it's hitting all the buttons. It's actually really funny because, um, I have a coworker, um, who like, from time to time, I'll just mention something random in the realm of like video games or skateboards or whatever, anything of my interest, because I know uh, she's totally on the other end of the spectrum. But her boyfriend or, or husband, um, he's he you know, he he plays games. So anything that I reference, she always fact checks or cross references just so she can know what I'm talking about by the next time, which I think is really hilarious. Um and Friday, I told her, or no, it was uh, Thursday, I told her, I said, I can't believe Elden Ring came out. She said, what? I said, Elden Ring. And by the next day, she told me, yeah, um, I went home and I and I told my boyfriend that, uh, you know, there's a game that came out today and you were upset that you couldn't get a copy and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And he had no idea about it because he's a gamer, but, you know, not one. I'm assuming that, you know, keeps 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 his nose to the ground to just understand everything that, you know, there is to exist in, in the realm of, of video games. But, you know, like I assume he enjoys it. Uh, you know, he has a PS5. I don't. So he obviously enjoys it more than I do. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, they saw the preview for Elden Ring, which was pretty cool. Um, and her first reaction as she had told me was that this looks like game of thrones and i immediately just started howling laughing because i said you know the author of the books of game of thrones or fight the fire and ice series um he wrote pretty much the lore for this game she said who <laughs> i said you don't know who george R. R. martin is and uh, no, she didn't. And so she really didn't have any reference. But uh, 
I, I guess she compared it to the show that was on HBO, which to my discredit or credit, I've never seen before in my life. I've never watched any of Game of Thrones. I don't plan to. People can talk about what I should watch and I'll just smile in your face and never watch it. So, and it's a lot of shows like that. Like I've never seen Breaking Bad, uh, never seen Gotta, Gotta Call Saul, I think that is. Never seen Narcos, uh, never seen Queen of the South, never seen uh, Sons of Anarchy, never seen Mayans, never seen any of these good shows that people, you know, sit on the edge of their couch for. And that's okay, you know. Um, But anyway, like, yeah, so people are, like I said, people are digging Elden Ring. And that's, that's just a good sign for me, in a sense, because here's a here's the thing. Love from software, love the games they put out, but they kind of did me dirty with Sekiro. They did me really dirty with Sekiro, and um, and how they did me dirty is because it plays nothing like the other games that are under their umbrella. And I know, you know, that should be the point, right? It should be an innovative experience where you're learning something new. But at the time, I didn't want to learn anything new. I just want to fight as a ninja slash samurai with the abilities of dark souls. And I just found myself having to block and parry more. And I said, yeah, mechanically, I understand what I'm supposed to be doing, but this just doesn't fit my play style. And that's important right there. That's important. You know, a person's play style definitely, you know, has, it, 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 it has a, a, a connection to the way a person can enjoy or not enjoy a game. I firmly believe this. And because the primary, you know, um, approach as far as Sekiro was, you know, oh, you got to just always be on guard. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm an attacker. I'm a roll out the way. I'm a take advantage of your, you know, mistake, but not so much from the fact that you just got so tired off of me parrying you uh, or me blocking you uh, 500 times just to kind of put you at a advantageous moment to take a massive amount of your health. Like, you know, all that work is just for not, you know, I'd much rather just kind of chip at you. But yeah, Elden Ring, it's out. People are playing. They loving it. And eventually I will grab it. Uh, just not right now. So, um, I've been, you know what I've been doing lately though. Um, I have been playing some games, and we'll get to all that. But what I've really, really been doing is been watching some movies. Um, I actually recently just re-downloaded uh, my HBO subscription because, like, I let I let those and and my coworker laughs at me all the time about it, but I let my subscriptions go when there's nothing to watch. I'm I'm very conscious about having useless subscriptions and I I understand you know that there's a wealth of uh content that are on all of these subscription services. But it again, it it lies on my interest. Like I'm not interested in all the thousands of shows that there are. There's some things that I'm very very you know, pointed on, 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 uh, consuming. But outside of that, it's like, if, if I've already done it or there's nothing else coming out that I'm anticipating, I don't want to, you know, why pay for it? So I recently, um, 
I recently let go of my Netflix. I haven't started Disney Plus up uh, for a while. It's been about two or three months, ever since Hawkeye came out. Because I watched about two episodes of Hawkeye, and I just wasn't impressed. Um, I just feel like they just started relaxing a lot. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not really into this. But I'll get it when I'll, – I'll go back to Disney Plus when um, – moon Knight comes out and i wasn't interested in the book of boba fett or anything like that so because i'm i mean i'm a star wars fan but i'm not like i'm not like so ingrained in like the side stories of star wars unless it has to do with a jedi if it has to do with a jedi then i'm all about watching it but yeah so um i i restarted my hbo max uh subscription and um i honestly i did it because the one cool thing that I like about these subscription services now, because you couldn't do this before, is that they allow you to see, and I, and I know it's it's probably baiting, um, but they allow you to see exactly what content is there, you know, as far as their rotation, the new stuff, whatever. And there are like a few movies that were lined up. There, I was like, yo. I haven't seen this movie before. I haven't seen this one before. I want to see both of them. You mean this is over here? Oh my gosh. So I went ahead and, and, and paid my dues. Um, but it's really, it's really a, 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 a give and take as far as like my view on subscriptions. Like, again, like I'll cancel the majority of them to just have one. Like I'm just, I'm not the kind of person that'll just have like five subscriptions just going and like, yeah. Cause then it's like draining on my account for nothing. And then I'm like seeing little things like where'd that nine 99 go? What, where's, what is 1499? Where is this? Like, I think the only one that I have right now where it's a little hard to get rid of it. And it's so funny. It's Peacock. So Peacock is probably one of the lesser known, um, subscription services that, that, uh, uh streaming services that they have available. And I think that's done by NBC. Um, but that's also the place where you can watch WWE programming. And I watched one WWE pay-per-view and then my month was coming up and I was going to go ahead and cancel it. And then another pay-per-view was going to start. So I was like, eh, I kind of want to see the other pay-per-view. So let me just go ahead and keep it. So, and, it, and, and, and they're, they're basically doing like Netflix did years and years ago. Cause like, I'm old enough to remember when Netflix was probably, I think it was like $7.99. Like it wasn't expensive at all. Um, and now it's like they have these options and, you know, tiers and all this other stuff. And they're making you pay for the quality of your picture. It's just such a weird time. Um, but I say all that to say that, you know, like Peacock is cheap at the moment. They'll probably, you know, make it more premium in the coming years. But I'm enjoying it while it's at its state of existence it was really cool last year or a year and a half ago when um when hbo max was having that deal where they were having uh the theater movies come out day and date like to be quite honest i was really really enjoying that and i know i've said it in past episodes where it's just been like i wish that that was the transition of you know movies today and Oddly enough, I did run across, I think it it was on like um, 
an LG TV. I think it was an app in LG TV and they had like some AMC plus or something like that where I guess you could pay for movies on demand. Um, which again, like I wouldn't be opposed to that if I felt like I wanted to see like, let's say the Batman and I didn't want to leave my house and you're going to charge me, you know, if you charge me a $30 premium just for the convenience of staying home and seeing a day and date movie, I'd pay it. I would pay $30 to watch the Batman from the comfort of my own home. So, yeah. Uh, so the movie that the movie that I, that I saw, um, when I got back on HBO max, um, was antlers and I, you know, it's, it's always crazy because you always get, well, not always, but sometimes you get these movies that get hella previews. Like they'll get previews like all day long and you're like, Oh, when is it, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? When is it coming out? Cause it's always coming soon. And then the movie comes out. You don't know because soon never was a, was a, a relative date. And then you blink and it's on streaming services or you're in Best Buy and it's on the shelf. And it's like, yo, what happened? Because I really, really, really wanted to see Antlers in the theater because it what they were selling me in the theater, you know, from that experience and that perspective, I was like, yeah, I could totally look at this movie here, you know, in this element. And and I'm sure I would enjoy it. It looks like that type of movie that I would enjoy. And uh you know, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it was, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it doesn't start off as predictable as it ends up because, you know, the one thing that I, that, I mean, I know there's an argument to be had on whether people should know about the evil that is chasing them or pursuing them, whether they should know what it is or it should just stay, you know, a random entity. Like nobody can name it, see it. You just know, it's just there when you're dead. You know, like I, I personally like that type of uh, monster, the monster that they don't name, the monster that you never see. Like I enjoy that. And it's kind of like in Antlers, they sort of did that. But then when they put a name on it, I was just like, okay, see now, now you're, now you're basically going into like, I mean, and they, and, and I should have known better because they start off the movie talking about myths and folklore and this, that, and the other. I think one thing that maybe, that maybe threw me for a loop was I, I didn't pay attention to where the movie, no, yeah, I did. I did pay attention to where the movie was set because the movie is set in Oregon, but what they claimed <clears throat> what they claimed the monster was i was thinking more like alaska so if i say that and you're thinking mythological monsters you probably can get it um if not then uh definitely check out the movie because uh i, I think it's i think it's worth it until you find out what it is you know but even even when you find out what it is uh you know it's it's it doesn't make it any less threatening so um but when they start telling you about how it comes about and everything, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is it's just basically getting down sillyville. But, you know, enjoyable nonetheless. One movie that I thought I would enjoy and I actually didn't was Kingsman. Um, yeah, Kingsman was really bad as far as because, you know, like 
I enjoy films that want to squeeze themselves in the middle of historical happenings and this, that, and the other, and they want to have, you know, people that existed in a certain period, you know, kind of be in, <clears throat> you know, this experience like, oh, it was Rasputin and this, that, and the, and the other, and, and oh, this is the assassination. I forgot the uh, the guy's name, but I do know of the happening of, of the botched assassination, and then he ended up getting assassinated by the same guy across town, you know, while the guy was sitting at a cafe, and they, they, they actually played that very accurately, but... You know, it's just like it, it wasn't it wasn't it, you know, like, I mean, it sounds so silly to say, but it was Kingsman. It wasn't Kingsman like Kingsman was good as all day. And so was the sequel. Like those films were phenomenal. But when you try to tell like this kind of like origin story, it just I don't know. It just didn't make the same amount of sense. And I just wasn't as impressed about it. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't really have anything to, to say beyond that. It was just, you know, just, I mean, it, it'll, it'll probably pass for some people, but when you already have a bar that's set, especially when it's set by your own franchise, I mean, you got, you either going to live up or not. And I just think they, they fell short of that mark. Um, so yesterday staying in the theme of movies i went to go see studio 666 it's a movie uh featuring the foo fighters uh, it's actually based on a story uh from dave kroll um which is which is kind of cool because like you gotta you gotta you must have to you must have a vivid imagination if you're able to just walk into a hollywood boardroom and tell them that you want to make you know um your imagination into a full length film and you're not of the ilk of Hollywood. Like if you don't have any standing in Hollywood, it's kind of hard to sell yourself on, you know, a vision, you know, but he, he was able to do it. I, I, to be quite honest, I didn't even know the film was coming out a month ago. Like a month ago, you couldn't have told me anything about this movie. And I had, ha I happened to see, the uh poster for it in the theater uh that when i was going to go see another movie and i didn't see the trailer until a week ago yeah like a week ago that was the first time i saw a trailer for it and it looked campy and it looked a little bit silly and it, and that's exactly what I walked in uh, as far as my expectations because I like the Foo Fighters. I think they're a great band. Um, so I was just kind of like, you know what? Let's just go see the Foo Fighters movie. You know, just it, it's you know it's just it, it's Friday. You know, I'm not doing anything. Let me just go ahead and check this movie out. It'll just be time well spent, right? Like I'm not, I'm not. Um, you know, I'm not grinding my teeth for this movie. I'm not royally anticipating this movie. It's just what it is, bro. Let me tell you, that movie was freaking good. <laughs> that movie, and hear me out, that movie was like, it was like a mix between like a live action Scooby-Doo without, without the CGI, 
Halloween, House of a Thousand Corpses, and I don't know, and and, and like in like a in like a in like a full length video of a of a Halloween Foo Fighters album. <laughs> that like I know that was so weird <laughs> what I just said, but that's what I got. It was it was so left field for me, so left field. I don't even know if the movie was rated R. I don't know, but I know it was a lot of stuff going on. And dude, like that movie was so insane from the from the jump it was insane. And here okay, so let's just get the bad stuff out of the way first. Foo Fighters are not actors. And Obviously, as the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl has a lot of personality. He has a lot of expression. But that says nothing for the rest of the band. And I just thought it was absolutely hilarious looking at, you know, this band stand there for an hour and 45 minutes attempting to act. It was just it was it was a it was a little hard to watch. In, in the respect of some, because you know, you know what it also looked like? It looked like an hour and 45 minute of cameo appearances. It just looked like one big cameo appearance. It was just like, like some of, some of, some of the bandmates do have a, an, an ilk of personality. So they were able to ride in their individuality, but there were just some that were just completely deadpanned had no idea that the camera camera was rolling was smiling at times where they probably should have been in despair you know it was just it was a little weird it was just a little weird in that and there were there were part and 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 here's the thing so if you ask me what kind of movie was it supposed to be i don't really know what i would tell you i don't know i mean i guess it was kind of like a horror thriller comedy like i don't know because they were making a bunch of jokes during a lot of disparaging moments um and 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 some of the jokes that they were making were completely meant to be as corny as possible like the delivery of some of the jokes you you could just tell you meant to say it like that one thing I will say that was a huge bonus because it took me a moment to realize it. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying this, but if you know the progressive commercials and you know, flow, okay. Flow from progressive. She's in the movie. She, now I've known that she's an actress, but I always took her as like, Oh, because you're always in commercials, you consider yourself an actress. She's not wrong, but I kind of look at an actress as being someone who is in a full-length film. This is the first time I've seen her in a full-length film. And it took me a hard moment to look at her face and say, Yo, that's Flo from Progressive. Throne for the biggest loop. It was the biggest loop. And she she was really good. And I think that she put she put a lot of personality into that film on her own merit of being such a seasoned veteran of the camera. 
like she her delivery and her punch was just on it she was super good um but yeah the band like and you could tell over the course of the film they were warming up to you know the understanding that hey you know i'm I'm in a movie so like it it started to look a little bit more natural as the film progressed and got towards the end but what's that to say that the real good acting came towards the end of the film so yeah um it's a it's it's a knee slapper in some ways it's definitely not a film you take to take your kids to go see um what had me laughing though was that um Dave Grohl was recently in the news because you know the dude is like he's such a stand-up guy dude is like super awesome and he had this fan uh named Nandy Bushel she's a freaking amazing kid drummer from uh England and she had a bunch of YouTube videos and I believe her favorite drummer you know and I say that loosely because he's lead singer and guitarist but you know he is a former drummer uh in Dave Grohl and he he's just huge to her in in her world and this dude like legit like film drum tracks and sessions to like battle her he made a song for her he even brought her out on like a partial tour um or a tour when they were probably in England I'm I'm not sure but he brought her out on stage and like yo I would trust her to, to help me with a band uh, if I ever did so, because the, the little girl's good. You got to check her out. Nandy Bushel. Anyway, I was telling myself watching this movie, she will she will probably not see this film for like the next seven to nine years. Like she won't be able to see this film because it is absolutely wretched in 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 its full approach just in everything like screw the horror stuff it's just there there's it's so much like his number one fan probably wants to see this movie and she won't be able to do it i just i i kind of laughed at that but yeah dude it, it was it was an entertaining film would i see it twice not in a theater but i would definitely uh check it out if it came on to a streaming service um, I wouldn't go and try to own it. It wasn't like that good where I feel like I got to have it in my constant rotation, but yeah, like I'd put it on and chill with some, with some friends and, you know, uh, eat some ramen or something and just, you know, have a, have a session. Um, cause it was, yeah, it was entertaining and I think it will be entertaining for other people, but just have a strong stomach when you go. Um, one thing that, um, I saw, so so we're getting up to we're getting we're basically at the last week before um the Batman, dude. Like this is crazy. Like, yeah, the Batman is supposed to be out last year around Halloween, blah, blah, blah. But yo, we're like literally a week away. And I'm super, super stoked. But it's kind of funny because like I'm stoked, but I'm not like giddy. Like, it's kind of like how I felt about Studio 666. It's just kind of like, you know, like this is going to rock. This is going to be amazing. But I'm just not going to jump up and down out of my chair. Now, here's the thing. Uh, because my my friend says, because I talked to him about it, said, dude, it's going to be so awesome. You know, this movie's coming out. He And 
you know, he has a very, I, I don't want to call him pessimistic, but you know, he, he's not, he's not the biggest ray of sunshine. So he just immediately says the tickets are sold out. And I'm just like, why would you rain on my parade like that? And I, and, and honestly, I think he just doesn't give enough credit to my city. Cause I live in a very, you know, out of the, off the radar type of city where, you know, people come through here, but they don't stop here for nothing. Um, so, and we got a theater and yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking that my theater is going to be uh, full. Um, and I'm in, yeah, I mean, call me stupid if you want, but I'm, I buy my tickets day and date. I don't buy them before. I don't pre-order tickets. I don't do any of that. I buy them on the day that the movie's out. And if I can't see it that day, too bad, so sad. I'll go play video games or something. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I try to get it. I try to get movies knocked out before the rush happens because usually it's like friday night that you know people are going to the movies and then of course saturday it's just like insane um but yeah i'm I'm gonna see about seeing the batman on friday and i'm excited what's cool was that um so that zoe kravitz chick i didn't know who she was so they like they were making a big deal about how she was a uh, catwoman and I had no clue who she was, but I just watched her in another film that I watched on HBO called Kimmy, bro. She has my vote. Like she was stupid good in that in that film, um, and I, I just I enjoyed that a lot. I will actually watch that film a couple of times just because I I thought that she put a real perspective on um, individuals who have a different perspective on life. And what I mean is, you know, everybody's not perfect. People have issues. So in this film, she plays a person who has some issues and her issues are a very prevalent uh, type of issue that people speak about and and, and go through. And I, I just thought it was a good volume to have as far as finding people relatable in in a fashion where they're normally not found uh, that relatable. So it was it was really cool. And I and I'll I'll probably watch it today um if I'm not doing anything else. But um yeah, Zoe Kravitz was was really good in that. I'm thinking she's gonna be really good in the Batman. I am super excited. I, I think what I enjoy about the look of this whole Batman universe, like this approach of the universe it just seems like it seems less cohesive and more just stitched together. It's like, it doesn't seem perfect. Like, I don't know, like, you know, Batman just always looks perfect, but this Batman, I mean, I think this guy's wearing cargo pants and, you know, like some type of Kevlar with like bits of metal. And then obviously the Cape and, you know, it's, it's like, his mask has outlined stitches, you know, on the bridge of the nose and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's, it's just super, it's super weird. The Riddler's wearing a long green overcoat with a green, uh, dominatrix mask. Like that's what it looks like to me with, with, with his nerd glasses over the, over that he looks nothing like what I would call the Riddler, but I'm super interested to see how they approach this character uh from that perspective like i i I just want to see how how that plays out i was a little weirded out because like i think in one of the scenes um they showed him with a sniper rifle and i was just like 
okay, so is he like a is he like a mass shooter or like I, I don't know. Like I'm not gonna assume anything. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go watch it, and I'm gonna be happy and excited and whatever. And yeah, we'll talk about it when that happens. Um, one of the other trailers that I saw, and and it comes to a surprise because it seems like a lot of people didn't know about this, but they're remaking uh the the, the I believe I think it was a TV. I think it was a made for TV film. I'm not certain, but it uh Firestarter, uh, which is originally a Stephen King uh, novel and uh, it's about this kid who uh, has abilities to control fire and uh, it's kind of like your little coming of age story but it's uh, obviously Stephen King so you know there are things that are going to be happening but I was really like I always knew that the old you know uh, film existed but I never really found myself gravitating towards watching it and experiencing it same thing with like it like i've i've never seen the original it i was just very happy that they decided to remake it because i was always interested in seeing the original it i just didn't want to pop it in myself like if somebody else had it playing i probably would have watched it but yeah i didn't want to do it on my own volition so yeah they're remaking firestarter um looked really really good i was i was highly impressed with what I saw and the direction. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they push it into as dark of a corner as I feel like it needs to be. Cause it needs to be bad. And I, and when I say bad, I mean, it needs to be like really dark. Um, Cause it's Stephen freaking King. And I feel like there are some directors who give Stephen King, you know, full credit in, in all of the macabre nature of his writing and then there are some who just completely missed the point and you know it's like okay well why'd you even try but <clears throat> i feel like it's gonna do good um but we'll see i don't know i i like what i saw so check out the trailer on youtube maybe you'll like it maybe you won't but yeah um today also or yesterday um steam deck launched so <clears throat> they were uh they're slated they were slated to uh begin shipments on the 25th of February and yeah they, i mean they they're full they're full-fledged got that direction going on their site they're saying hey steam decks launched boom 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 <clears throat> and i'm excited i mean basically to me it's like standing in line i'm just kind of waiting cuz the way that they broke it down and i think i've said this before on the show they have it broke down where they're only going to be selling in quarters and they're basing all that off of your reservations. So it's kind of like having a ticket number, but not quite because it's, it's super vague. Like all I know is I'm Q2, but I don't know in Q2 what, you know, like what place I, I think what they should have done is they should have, um, they should have had a system in place where they where when people reserved it was like okay your number 101 and then like you you basically have a have a tally or a ticker that shows you your place based on people that have uh have have fulfilled their purchase or people who have canceled you know and and that way you can just prepare yourself better so if you go to bed as 101 and you wake up in you know the next morning is 33 then you know you know maybe in a day or two 
um, or more likely a couple of hours, you just might be next. So it would just be it would be better if I was able to anticipate when I'm going to be able to um, finish the purchase because the last and I keep thinking about this, like it'll it'll be just a day that they say, hey, James, we're ready for you. And I don't have all the money like I will just die. I mean, and and they and for what I heard, they give you 72 hours to uh, get it all together. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I will be in the 72 hours that they say like, yo, it's time. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely putting money to the side so that I can kind of um, stay on top of that. Because that's like, again, that's like a scenario that I don't think I'd be able to handle. And I'm not even going to attempt to. So I've been doing really good, saving some money. And when it's my turn, I'm going to get a Steam Deck. And, you know, what What I really like about what they're doing. So they also said, you know, very, very blankly, they said everything that's on Steam will run on the Steam Deck. And I was like, that's just so broad, dude. Like you got to I mean, you got to take a miss somewhere like the 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 system can't be absolutely perfect. And and if the, and if and if you're going to make that statement, you know, make it with the concession of you know, that is with the exception that you may have to toggle graphics here or there. Give me that and then I'm and then I'll be able to like adjust my feeling about it. But I felt like, look, if they're going to be as confident as to say that everything on Steam can run on that machine, I'm good. Um, and, you know, that that that's actually something that goes into the reason why I didn't buy Elden Ring right now, because I'm going to buy Elden Ring on Steam. And I'm going to wait until I get a Steam Deck in order to do it. Now, here's the thing, because you might be saying, well, it's a Steam Deck going to be able to run that thing. Yes, it is. Because like I was saying earlier, one thing that that's that Valve is doing that I really, really like is they're they're um, they're acknowledging the optimization of particular games for the system. So they're letting consumers know, hey, this game, Elden Ring, can play on the uh, on the Steam Deck. You know, and I think they have I think they have it by degrees. Um, I, I'm, I believe they reported on this. I believe that they said as much where it's kind of like, you know, you can either have like a superb experience, a very good experience, a good experience and, a you know, a not tested or whatever. But, yeah, they, they had a top mark for Elden Ring. They had a top rank for um, Dark Souls 3, which are two games I want to grab day one when as soon as my steam deck hits my freaking uh house those are the two games i'm going to make sure i got i would buy it now but i'm just i'm i'm not a pointless buyer i'm you know and and i do a lot of digital purchasing anyway so like it's not like i'm testing myself to walk into stores and say oh i need to find a copy of this i i was i was over physical copies a long time ago and i'm not a collector um so yeah it's like why not a steam deck and i've I've said this before and i'll say it again this will this will probably be the very last uh video game console purchase that i ever make as an adult i think i'm done i think after this i'm bowing out um and i'll just find other things to do with my life (laughs) um 
which is it's bittersweet to say it like that um but it is it is the reality i mean i think i think for the most part i mean because it doesn't mean that i'm gonna stop playing video games entirely i'm just not gonna continue myself in the forward progress of video games and where they are and where they're going and this that and the other because i just really honestly just feel like this isn't this isn't about my time you know it's a lot of things that are going on in the gaming industry that weren't happening when i was young and when i was coming up and when i had such a fever for you know uh consuming video games and it's just different you know it's just different so um i'll I'll enjoy where i am i'll still play you know the the systems i got the games i got but and, and i'll still purchase games if as long as games work on the things that i currently have but you know as far as anything outside of that like within the next 10 15 years you won't see me following us another system. Um, one one game I did pick up in the anticipation of playing it on Steam Deck, but I just had to have it right now, was uh, Final Fantasy VI. So I finally bit the bullet. It's I Well, I bit the bullet, but also I was anticipating this particular experience because um, Pixel Remasters has been releasing... Um, they've been trickling out the series up to six on uh, Steam and on mobile. And, um, you know, like I, I'm I'm very particular about, you know, uh, the Final Fantasy series as a whole. And there's just always been this thing about, you know, people saying like, oh, well, six is the best, you know, like they, they've never they've never gotten any any better than six. And. You know, some people argue the points of the other games and how, you know, they have their high points and and this, that and the other. And then there's, you know, games that are not Final Fantasy like Chrono Trigger. And it's just it's always just been this confusing argument. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to play Final Fantasy six. I'm always putting up such a fight about seven being the most ultimate Final Fantasy experience. I mean, quite honestly, like my favorite in the main series i believe is yeah it's seven it's seven without question yeah it's like seven eight twelve ten yeah yeah though yeah yeah those are my favorites um and i i I just i absolutely despise nine and and people tell me all the time it's such a great game and i think the masses of people that i communicate with online they love that game I will never be able to understand it. <laughs> never, never, never. Um, yeah, but I, but I grabbed Final Fantasy VI, and and I'm I'm super excited. I played a little bit. Um, I'm looking to dig in today, and just like really give it a go today. Um, but it's it's really nostalgic because it takes me back to when I actually first got into, um, you know, the the. I want to say the allure of being a gamer because as a kid who grew up around, you know, the original NES and all the games and stuff, I mean, you never really considered yourself a gamer at that time. You know, you, you enjoy video games. You, you know, you got it to kind of stay popular on your block and, you know, you and your friends and people like that, you know, you guys shared games, you guys had, had shared experiences and whatnot and that's what it was but to be a gamer you know to like really you know envelop yourself in the sense of just 
I'm just I, I'm not going to stop until I finish this. Like, I can't really think of many NES games that I finish, but SNES games and PlayStation games and all other systems after that. Yeah, plenty. Now, Final Fantasy VI was actually one of it, it was actually the very first Final Fantasy experience I'd ever had. But it was by way of someone else playing. Uh, I had a friend at the time. Um, his name was Van, a Korean guy. And I remember I met him uh, back in, I believe it was junior high. Junior high or could have been the beginning of high school. I can't remember. Um, but uh, I met him. And it's so funny that because he literally was like my doorway to culture. Like, I didn't understand anything about culture until I met Van. So, like, he was my stepping stone for Final Fantasy because he played Final Fantasy VI in front of me. And I remember him, and, and I remember it so vividly because of two points. He had this blonde-haired character, which I which I perceived as blonde at the time, where he was doing button combinations where I was just kind of like, why are you doing that when it why are you doing that when those button combinations only work in games like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Like you're doing these moves with these buttons like why are you doing that? Like this this game looks like it looks like a story game or something like that. Like there was my reception story game, right? And I be, and I believe at the time he was in like this it was like a level where there were just like the all these messed up trains. And I and I I'll never forget. And he just was walking around navigating. But when he would get into fights, he was doing these combinations, and I just thought it was super weird. And he tried to get me to play, and I absolutely turned him down because it just wasn't anything that was close to the experiences that I had before. And I think I was a little scared. I think I was scared of messing up, so I just didn't play it. And then you know, go down the line years later. And even Final Fantasy VII was a, a game that fell into my lap. Like back then, you know, uh, friends would allow you to borrow their systems and stuff like that. So I had a friend who he was just literally like, I got a PlayStation. I don't really play it. You know, if you want to borrow it, you can. Cool. OK, great. So I borrowed his PlayStation. And with it, he gave me two games. He gave me Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid. It doesn't get any better than that, right? And I remember getting into Final Fantasy VII and being completely blown away. And that's why I always tell people that that's my first experience because that was the first time that I took it upon myself to enjoy the game as it was. And and what was crazy was, I it, to me, that had no connection with the game that I experienced at Van's house. It had no connection. I, I didn't connect these dots until years and years and years later. So, yeah, uh, this is the first time I'm playing Final Fantasy VI by myself, and I'm super, super excited. So should be a fun time. Um, definitely hope I'll be able to reach out to people um, online when I need some help or direction because... I feel like there's going to be some walls that I'm going to be hitting and I don't know if I'll have the patience to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I say all of this to say, hopefully you guys are just doing what makes you happy. 
you know, because that's the most important thing, doing what makes you happy. Whether you like to play video games, you like to cook, you like to hang out with your friends, you like to travel, you like to take photos, just do what you love, man. Because I think a lot of people are just so locked in the thought that they have nothing or they uh, don't enjoy their own life, their own experiences. It's like you got to you got to latch on to something and you got to really give it everything you got. You know, like that's why I love skateboarding. Like I'm not good at it, but I love it because it gives me a fulfillment that I can just do something that just takes my entire mind away from reality. I mean, skating is very real, but in that, I mean, I, I just, I enjoy it. I just enjoy life a little bit more, you know? So find something you love because it is the key to a happy life. Well, with that being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and get myself out of here. Hopefully you guys have, like I said, hopefully your weekend is going pretty good. Um, hopefully your Saturday is just amazing. Um, you know, you're able to spend it with family, friends, and just enjoy your time and enjoy being a good person because that's all that matters. Well, with that being said, again, I'm going to leave out of here. You guys do me that favor. As always, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.